0: Psalm 32, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered, blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the the horse and the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Amen. Well done.
1: Journey to the cross, we're always on a a journey through the, the year. I don't know how you organize your year. People organize on seasons. Sometimes it might be the football season, or maybe it's the home internationals, or maybe it's the school holidays. But you know that within our Christian lives, there's a season as well. We all remember Christmas in December. And we've also got Easter on the 9th of April. And sort of halfway between the two, here we are at the end of February. And this is a time to think about the journey of Jesus to the cross. There was a time when Jesus, He set His face towards Jerusalem. That means that He said, the most important thing that I've come to do is to die on a cross. He said three times, we can read that in the Gospels of Mark. Three times he said, I need to go to Jerusalem and I need to die on a cross. And I don't know this morning whether you've understood why Jesus said, I must do this. Not, not This is not an optional. This is not like maybe... if if it works out, and he says, no, I must, I must die on the cross. I must. It is God's will for me to do this. And the reason why he said I must die on the cross is because of a word called sin. S-I-N. And in the middle letter is the word, I. And have we been able to say, I, I, I will confess my sins to the Lord. Do we know how to do that? Have we ever done that? Because if we've never done that, the cross means nothing to us, unless we're able to say, I will confess my sins. That's why I've given you out this piece of paper today. And it's got here, I, then I was honest with you. I admitted my failures to you. I did not try to hide anymore. I did not cover it up. I said, I will confess my sins to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So we live in a culture where people talk a lot about feelings. They talk a lot about anxiety and fear, and people sometimes go to the doctor or they go to a counselor to help them with their anxiety. Maybe they've got a problem with anger. Have you got a problem with anger this morning? And you say, I need to go and get help with my anger, I keep losing my temper. But when's the last time somebody said, I've got a problem with guilt? I'm feeling guilty. People don't talk about that, do they? People talk about anxiety, and people talk about anger, but they don't talk about guilt. Have you ever felt guilty? I can remember when I was in school, and I did something very, very stupid. I'm not proud of it, It's a little bit funny, but it's not really funny. And it wasn't funny after I did it. My brother told me the nickname of the music teacher in my new school. And on my first day in school, she said, My name is... And I went, bleh, and shouted out the nickname from the back. I don't know why I did it, I just went... And I'm not going to say it in case... It was a school in Inverness. She might be watching on live stream. (laughs) And immediately she said, You, front of the class. Front of the class marched off to see the guidance teacher on my very first day and said, You boy, if you carry on like this, you're in big trouble. And I walked home and I had this horrible feeling inside. And I realized I'd done something quite rude to that old lady who was just about to retire, who I called Granny Something, and I just felt rotten for the rest of the day, and then I remember kneeling down at the end of the day and saying, Lord, will you forgive me? And you know, the feeling went, that heaviness, it went. Now we need to learn a couple of songs in the Bible, There's Psalm 51, which we're going to to sing later on as we make our confession to God this morning. And the, the, the words of that song, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, And the the passage that we've just read, the other song in the Bible, Psalm 32, I will confess my sins to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. But you know the problem with this thing called Lent, and this is the season, we're in the season of Lent, sometimes it can be seen as a really miserable time where we just think about all our failures, and you think, surely that can't be what it's about. And you know the Bible tells us that there is good news when we have failed. Don't make heroes out of the people in the Bible because they're all ordinary people and all of them have got faults and failures just like you and like me. When you got up this morning, did you did you did you feel good when you looked out the window? Who felt good when they stepped out of the house and they saw the sun shining? Did you you get a lift from that? I got a lift from that this morning. And you know, sometimes there can be dark clouds in our lives. Things that we've done wrong and we can feel quite miserable about it, but God's love is behind the clouds. The biggest story of failure in the Bible was the exile of Israel. And this is a, there is hope because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. What does that word mean? We are not finished. We are not over and done with because of the Lord's great love. For His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. How great it is when you get up and it's a new day. Do you know one of the greatest things about my wife, and there's many great things about her, is that if I've done something stupid yesterday, she doesn't remember it today. Like I go to bed thinking, why did I say that? Why did I do that? And then the next day, I'm, about to, I'm feeling awkward, and she, she doesn't remember it. It's the greatest thing to be in a relationship where people don't hold wrongs against you. God doesn't keep a record of wrongs. When He forgives, He forgives completely. And that's why this Psalm 32 is actually a celebration psalm of amazing things that God has done. So I want you to to learn how to pray when you're feeling guilty, but the most important thing you need to do is to remember God's amazing love, as Alan was saying at the beginning of the service. What I want you to remember is when you think about the depth of your sinfulness, think about the heights of God's love. The depth of our sin and the heights of God's love. Because if you only think about the depth of your sin, you're not a gospel person. You're not someone who's understood the grace of God. So when we examine ourselves, and it's important to examine ourselves, we must do it with a confidence in God's amazing grace. Otherwise, we're just beating ourselves up, and that doesn't do any good to anyone at all. Do you know this man here, King David, he is not a hero. Sometimes we hero people in the Bible. He murdered somebody. He committed adultery. He failed terribly, but the reason why He teaches us it's because he discovered God's amazing grace. He he received God's miracle of forgiveness. When he prayed, he was forgiven instantly, in the moment. And he also prayed, out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive to my cry for mercy. He often cried out for mercy. People say that Christians are like hypocrites because they think they're better than everyone else. When Kate Forbes was speaking this week and she was explaining her understanding of what was right and what was wrong, nobody was listening to her because they thought that she was being superior But she wasn't. Because Kate would say that she is in need of God's grace and forgiveness as much as the next person. We know the depth of our sin, but we also know the height of God's love, His amazing love. We know that He lifted us out of the pit. He lifted us out of the deepest pit of darkness and sin. And if we want to look into our hearts, we will see darkness and self-deceit, which is lying to ourselves about what is true. Martin Luther was like that. Martin Luther, famous Christian, 500 years ago, remember the name. He often looked into his heart just like he was looking into that pit and all he saw was, was his faults and he got more and more and more and more and more depressed. And then he was reading the Bible one day and he read that if the Jesus Christ came to die for us because God loves us, and that God will forgive us and accept us as a gift. As a gift to be received. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. So we come to know that this is a great truth, friends, boys and girls. You are more sinful than you ever thought you were. You are more sinful than you ever thought you were, and perhaps you don't like to think about that, but that's true. You are more sinful, and I'm more sinful, than I think I am, but you are more loved than you have ever dreamed you could be. You're more sinful than you ever thought you were, but you are more loved than you ever dreamed you would be. What is sin? Sin is missing the mark. What is sin? Sin is disobeying God's commands. What is sin? Sin is rebelling against God's rule in our lives. And the great story to learn about this is Genesis chapter 3 and Adam and Eve. Can you see these faces? This is the face of guilt. This is what guilt looks like when we have failed. God came walking in the garden and he called out, Adam, Adam, where are you? And he said, He was hiding, he was hiding from God, and that's what guilt's like, we want to hide. But let's look at this wonderful psalm, happy, rejoice. Happy is the person whose sins are forgiven, whose wrongs are pardoned, it is a celebration Of the miracle of forgiveness. Happy is the person whose sin the Lord does not count against them. God doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Happy is the person in whose spirit is no deceit. That's happy is the person who's honest with themselves and honest with God. He said, when I kept silent about my sin, my body became weak. I groaned all day long. See, that's what guilt does to us. It affects us physically. It creates stress and it creates health problems. Some of the health problems we have is because we haven't dealt with the unresolved guilt maybe from something years ago. But then the psalmist says, then I was honest with you. I was honest with you. I admitted my sin to you. I did not hide anymore. I did not cover it up. I said, I will confess my sins to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. No more hiding. Bring it into the open. Talk to God about it. And you will receive instant forgiveness. Why is that? Because Jesus took our sins on the cross. It was like if we wrote out all the wrong things we had done, and it would be a very long list, and took them to the cross, and Jesus' hand is on the cross, and He takes that record of wrongs, and a nail is driven through our sins, and the record of wrongs through the hand of Jesus and onto the cross. That's why God keeps no record of wrongs, because Jesus has paid for all of our wrongs. They've been nailed to the cross, and they are hurled away, never to be mentioned again. And so the songwriter says, therefore, let all who are faithful pray to you while you may be found. And that means that this offer of forgiveness is available today. And if you're listening today, don't wait till tomorrow to come to God because today is the day of forgiveness. Surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach I have this picture on the wall of my study. Psalm 32 says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. You will surround me with songs of deliverance. Surely when the mighty waters rise, when the chaos of our own failures, overwhelms us and engulfs us. We can hide ourselves in God, who is full of love and full of forgiveness. So how can we practically pray to God when we feel guilty? And that's why we've prepared this little piece of paper. There's another prayer in the Bible where we ask God to show us, to show us where we're going wrong so that God can set us free, so that God can set us free and that God can give us the joy of forgiveness. Do you know, confession is one of the most joyful things you can do. People think of it as, A really miserable thing to do. But that's because they're not coming to God remembering His great love and His amazing grace. And that's why we come to Him. So we say sorry. And we can think just now as we're just reflecting together. We're going to have a time of of thinking together about our own lives. And perhaps, perhaps you've been here for a while now and you've been thinking about how amazing it is what Jesus has done for you. But you've never asked God to forgive you. Why don't you do that today for the first time? To put your trust in what God has done in sending Jesus and paying for your sins that you may be forgiven. And to be honest and to be specific and to receive that gift of forgiveness. What we're going to do now is we're going to remain seated. We're going to sing a song together, which is one of the, the songs that I've been talking about this morning, Psalm 51. We'll sing it together. You might want to listen to the words if you prefer that, but we're going to try and sing this together. It's a new a new melody for us and then we're going to just have a time of of quiet prayer together.